For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. War Eagle, everybody. Welcome back to Believe in Everything Auburn, another episode breaking down everything Auburn athletics with your loyal hosts, Taylor Davis and the one and only Jason Campbell. Welcome in, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us each and every episode. Hope you're having a good week since we last caught up, which was a very exciting episode for Jason and myself. If you missed it, last week we had Coach Harson on the show to talk all about this upcoming season and everything that's been going on in fall camp. It was great for us to get to talk to him in depth and, and pick his brain a little bit. So if you missed that one, make sure you go back and tune in and check that one out. We also uh, did a video recording, so you can find it on YouTube as well. So definitely was a highlight for me last week as season's getting closer. It was it was great to hear from him. Jay, I know you and I kind of touched on this in the last episode, just, uh, you know, our impressions of Harson and, and that conversation. But was there anything that he said that uh, kind of stood out or, or stuck with you? Well, you know, one thing about Coach Harson that I'm, I've been very impressed with is he's been consistent. And, yeah. uh, and I say that just from the aspect of when he got here, he talked about all the things he wanted to do with this program. And, you know, here we are five, six months in, and he's still saying the same thing. So, right. you know, that's that's a that's a positive. And the one thing I, I, I really liked about him is, you know, he talks about, you know, he's kind of like a no nonsense type of guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, talked about like the importance of, you know, discipline and, and getting back to being physical football. And he want guys that want to be here. And, uh, you know, and that's the one thing about Auburn football. We've always done really well when we got guys that want to be there. And yeah. when they wear that Auburn on their on their chest, you know, it means a lot more to them. And when you think about, you know, him working out with the guys, you know, we talked about that briefly. Right. Like, you know, I understand he's in his 40s and, you know, you're working out with 19 to 22-year-olds. You know, they're a little bit more energetic, but that just goes to show you how much energy he has, you know, still mm-hmm. in the tank. And uh, I think the guys appreciate that. I hear them, hear them all the time talking about, you know, how coaches in here, he's lifting with us, he's running with us. Not saying that every coach needs to do that, but I'm just right. saying, like, the fact that he does that, he's trying to show the guys, like, look, you're not just buying in. I'm buying in with you as well. And 
I'm right here by your side. So there's a lot of things he's doing really well, but I can see he's trying to implement his own his own dynamic onto the program right. as far as like this past weekend. I'm not sure if you saw it, but they had what they call Auburn Olympics. And mm-hmm. it's where the football players, they do all this, uh, all these different things and they call it their own Auburn Olympics. And it's kind of, he's trying to build that camaraderie and he's trying to get these guys to like, you know, learn to have each other's back, right. you know, be in the trenches together, you know, don't be halfway in the trench and halfway out the trench, but be in the trenches together. Cause that's what right. it's going to take during this football season is to be in those trenches together. And I like what he said. He like, Hey, this thing is competition. You know, we're going to compete. Yeah. We're going to work hard. And uh, that's pretty much the Auburn motto. And uh, right. so, you know, we're looking forward to see what happens, especially uh, this Friday night in that scrimmage. Yeah. I really liked um, his his explanation and kind of breakdown of how they're approaching practices in terms of, of mental reps. He really talked a lot about the mental side of the game and mental side of practices. And I think that, you know, for you and I to have spoken on that so much last season, that, that it seems like mental miscues were showing up on the field for this team multiple times. And so to hear this head coach come in and have such an emphasis on their mentality and the mental aspect of the game, even in summer, was really interesting to me. And and he kind of broke that down, his philosophy to that. And, and I found that really interesting. But honestly, I was just really grateful that he was willing to come on our podcast, honestly. I mean, <laughs> like, we think we're doing a great job, but this isn't, you know, we're not ESPN. We're, we're just an Auburn podcast that, you know, honestly, it's two people that just love Auburn and want to talk Auburn football. And the fact that he, you know, with everything that he's dealing with and how busy he is, that he was willing to give us that time and, uh, and, and genuine answers and analyze things with us. I, I was just incredibly grateful because look, I work in the sec and most of these football coaches would not have agreed to do that. So I just right. am, uh, it's, it speaks to his character certainly. So. Yeah, and uh, then he gave us 40 minutes instead of 20 he, minutes. Yeah, so, exactly. You know. He, uh, that, that said a lot to me, so certainly appreciate his time. Again, listeners, if you missed it, go back to our episode from last week. Check it out. Uh, we did a typical first half of our episode, then Coach Harson came in for the second half. If you want a, a visual component, you can go to YouTube and find the Harson interview on Believe Podcast's YouTube channel. Uh, but we're going to get into some topics for this week, get you caught up on a few different things. Um, before our episodes really ramp up with some game previews in the next couple of weeks. But first, got a couple sponsors to tell you guys about. I mentioned it last week, but uh, NBA player or former NBA player Lamar Odom may be returning to professional basketball in Spain soon. And he talked about a pH balancing alkaline supplement called Balance 7 that he claims has helped him bounce back from his hospitalization in 2015 even to the point that he feels like he can return to basketball. He said, I have an enormous amount of energy, which is good for me. It's important when working out. I always need energy to level up. Obviously, very important statement. Uh, After watching him fight Aaron Carter in July's celebrity boxing match, 
he thinks that Balance 7 is really working for him. So if you're interested in this supplement and need a little energy boost, we've got a promotion running with Balance 7 right now. If you go to their website, balance7.com, and use the code BELIEVE at checkout, you'll receive a free four-ounce bottle of My Smooth Skin with any purchase of Balance 7 products. That product retails at $13.99, so pretty good deal. So again, head to balance7.com. That's the number seven. So balance7.com and use the code B-L-E-A-V at checkout to get in on the promotion. Oh, I am. is it me or I'm just missing something? Like these guys now, you know, early 40s and they still want to play professional sports. Like, Yeah, what? Aren't you I'm just tired? Figure, <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out, like, have you had enough of, like, playing ball? Jason, I'm, I'm like... waiting on you to come out of retirement. J.K., that's I'm not back happening, in the league. You know, <laughs> you know, that's not happening, you know, but for the right price, I show up. But I'm just trying oh to tell gosh. you. Maybe I'm just missing it. Maybe I need to go try some balance. So yep. who knows? So true. So true. And one more word from our other sponsor. Of course, it's Bet Online. If you're into sports betting, Bet Online is where you should go to win money today. Whether it's live bets during games or futures for who you think will win the championship, Bet Online has all the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join, and you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next big game, head on over to Bet Online and start playing today. Okay, now we can talk some Auburn sports. All of our business is out of the way. So obviously fall camp is still underway. School is back in session, so everyone's back to class as well. It's just full steam ahead to football season. Uh, They had their 10th practice of preseason yesterday. There was a small viewing period for the media, so there are some reports out. They also scrimmaged in Jordan-Hare on Saturday, and some reports came out from that, so I want to get your input on it. They will scrimmage again on Friday possibility that Jason's going to be in attendance so you can catch us up next week but let's talk about Saturdays uh some concerning things that came out of it a little bit that we uh will have to talk about and the first one being Bo Nix unfortunately some turnovers for him some reports said two some said three but definite turnovers for Bo Nix um according to coach Harson, decision making was poor and accuracy downfield was an issue which Sounds quite familiar, considering that's been the narrative for Bo Nix the past couple of seasons. And, you know, as much credit as I give the guy for, you know, a lot of changes he's had to deal with, a lot of challenges that he's up against, and an O-line that Coach Harson also said on Saturday was, quote, unacceptable and certainly wasn't giving him much time. Um, some of those habits that, that have really hindered Bo and therefore hindered this team – they can't continue to show themselves this season. And, you know, 16 passing touchdowns to six interceptions in 2019, 12 touchdowns to seven interceptions in 2020. Well, a lot of the things that Bo habits is going to have to be broken. It's going to have to, you know, fortunately it's going to have to happen in game game time experience. And what I mean by that is, you know, he's making these mistakes in practice. And of course, as a coach, your first year, you want to make sure that, okay, this guy's supposed to be a veteran now. And how do you change some of those habits? Well, fortunately for us, it's just we're going to have to see once the season gets here. And 
How does he go out, especially in the Penn State game? That's why I always put a big circle around that game because that's going to be right. the real first contest. Uh, you know, Akron and, and Alabama State is more build-up games. But your third game is kind of like, okay, let's see where our chemistry at. That's when you're supposed to be just getting ready to be cranking that car up and you now the engine's going, it's warmed up, and, and you're supposed to be getting ready to get it into a smooth engine. So we'll see by that time how he plays in the Penn State game has he corrected some of these issues where he's his escapability where he likes to go backwards instead of up in the pocket or stay in the pocket and, and getting right. outside pocket? because Penn State is going to have a good team this year last year we know they was down they didn't know if they were going to have a season had had one and then half the guys opted out so they was all over the place so you better believe that there'll be a lot better football team this season when we get ready to go play them because that would be they first real big primetime game. I understand they play a tough mm-hmm. first game, but their big primetime game at home, and it's a 6.30, it's a night game. The atmosphere is going to be electric. And uh, I just think, you know, Coach Franklin, he's from the SEC, so he knows about, you know, how to prepare for SEC teams. He, he coached in it. So I, I do think this will be a big test, and and not just for Bo, but for us as a whole team, you know, even for Coach Harson and and uh, our defense and offense as a team. And, and the best thing Bo has going for him right now is he has a strong run game and he has a really good offensive yeah. line this year, not so much last year, but this year because of the chemistry and these guys are mostly seniors. So they've had the opportunity to jail together with the same group now. So they should be a year better, but you know, the jury's still out. We'll see. And, uh, and everything, but for his Bodo, he can't press, like don't press, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, Pressing is what makes what creates turnovers and what gets you in those situations called you're pressing to try to make every play. Realize what you have around you and realize that I don't have to just get us to the next down. Keep us on schedule. If he can get that part to just sink in for him, I think he'll be able to 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 play himself into a good year. Definitely something that they have to hone in on and really be emphasizing with him these next few weeks before, like you said, those those really tough opponents start to pop up. Um, let's talk about the defensive side, though. News coming out of the defensive side is that Tyrone Truesdale did officially enter the transfer portal. This is a fifth-year senior defensive tackle. He was a two-year starter and the team's most experienced defensive lineman, and now he's out a few weeks before season. Definitely an unfortunate, you know, timeline, a difficult, you know, loss, even in just in terms of veteran leadership and and experience. Um, reports from the scrimmage say that the defensive line looked great, um, which is positive, but, you know, certainly a little um, worrisome just in terms of, of depth and uh, experience up there. You, you look to a guy like Tony Fair who transferred in from UAB. This is a huge opportunity for him. This was the seventh worst in the country and the worst in the SEC uh, in terms of third down defense. So this has to be a substantial improvement on the defensive side. And now you lose one of your most veteran guys on the front. So you'd look to guys like Tony Fair and other guys, you know, on that front to, you know, make a prominent impact. You don't want to continue to talk about Derek Brown and Marlon Davidson. Lord, it's been two years since we lost those guys, but it has just still felt like there's such a, a missing piece on that front. You lose Big Cat Bryant to the transfer portal. So somebody has to step up, whether it's Tony Fair or someone else we're not talking about. Like that front, we talk about the offensive line. The defensive line is going to have to make a splash. 
Oh, yeah, most definitely. Uh, that's one thing Coach Harson talked about when he did the interview with us a week ago. He talked about wanting to have depth at the defensive line. We run a 34 defense. And, mm -hmm. you know, you need all those guys, especially early in the season when it's so hot and you need the rotation to be you can't right. you can't be having drop offs from the first team to the second team. So significant drop offs. So, you know, depth is an issue. And, you know, losing Truesdale, it's an enormous loss uh, just for the simple fact that this is a proven veteran. It is a guy that knows Auburn through and through. He knows the, you know, the depths of how to get prepared to go out and play in front of Jordan Hare when it's going to be rocking and rolling. And he can kind of yeah. bring in Tony Fair and, you know, and teach these guys that that haven't had the opportunity to play in that type of crowd. So that is a big loss. At the same time, the thing that we have going for us behind him was two seniors. You know, you have Marquise Burks. You know, he's a 6'3", 314 senior. Tony Fair is a 6'3", 330-pound senior. So those guys will have an opportunity. And Moultrie is a 6'2", 253-pound senior. So there's guys with experience at the position that we can plug in. But let's just face it, true, there was a, he was a good player. You know, he was a solid player. He was a guy that can make plays and do a bunch of different things. So that loss is definitely would be felt a little bit. Definitely not the way in which you want to see it all unfold, especially time-wise, like I mentioned. But nonetheless, it's water under the bridge at this point. You know, scrimmages are are tough because there are many are a lot of factors working against it and you you can't take it kind of like a day like you can't take it for for fact you know but uh those were a few things that came out now some positives and again something harson touched on with us last week is the development of this wide receiver group the tight end group i think we are going to have more reliable targets than we expect simply because we're unfamiliar, you know, we got so used to having Seth and Eli and Anthony as, as those go-tos. Um, and now you, you've lost all three of them and you, it kind of feels like a question mark of, okay, so who do we even have and what really is their ceiling? And so with that uncertainty comes a little bit of doubt, but I actually don't think that's going to be the case. And Harson spoke about, you know, his targets on the perimeter and, even in slot and how they expect to utilize them, the tight ends and how they'll be used. And it seems like that's that's going to come to fruition, even based on what we've heard and seen in fall camp. So some positives, Tank Bigsby goes without saying, some question marks and some hesitation. But I think given the state of where this program is right now, the newness that will come with this year, there is a lot of unknown and it may take four or five weeks into the season for things to really gel. I know that's not ideal, but I think it's probably more realistic. And that is probably a big part of why we head into this season unranked. And let's talk about that. So the AP Top 25 has come out, and for the first time since 2016, Auburn is not ranked. Uh, we have started the season unranked six times in the last 20 years. The last time we began a season unranked, the 2016 Tigers lost their opener on the road by a score of 19-13 to 13 to Clemson, who became the eventual national champion that year. Uh, but the Tigers finished the season with an 8-5 and five overall record after losing to Oklahoma in the Sugar Bowl. Obviously, coached by Gus Malzahn, posted a 5-3 and three mark in the SEC, finished the season ranked 24th by AP after climbing as high as number 8 when it posted a 7-2 and two record before losing to Georgia 13-7. to seven. Now, when I talk to 
coaches and players about, you know, storylines like that, they all say they do not care. They don't pay attention. <laughs> they don't care. It's irrelevant. But you've been there. You've, you've been in those situations. Uh, talk to me a little bit about, about that and what that does to you heading into the season. Does, I think for some of the guys, it, it probably does affect them more than they let on. And I think there are some guys, it just depends on how you're wired as an athlete. I think for some guys, it probably motivates them. Like, really? You're going to leave us out of the top 25 in the country? Like, I'll prove you wrong. It definitely has an effect, Taylor. Let's just be honest. You I, know, like totally. men are all about egos. And, you know, so <laughs> let's just face it. Like when you think about top 25 in football, like can you really tell me that there's 25 better football programs right now than Auburn? I just don't think you right. can tell me there's 25. I understand that there's you just answered a lot of the questions of why they have us outside the, the 25 is we have a new coach. We have, you know, mm-hmm. We had a lot of losses. We had a lot of guys leave from the from the receiving core. We had a couple guys up front to leave. And so there's reasons to say, okay, we don't know where this team is at, so it's kind of hard to rank them. So you know what we're going to do? We just leave them unranked to start the season. And guess what? Sometimes that's okay. It's okay because the simple fact that I don't think any team should be ranked until after the third week. And I always say that every yep. year I say because you never know what the new team has coming in. I know every year they always rank Alabama number one because they always have a one or two top recruiting class. So they feel like over the years right. they've proven themselves where they just reload each year. So yep. you understand that a little bit. But the simple fact that I think for Auburn be left out of the top 25, I don't agree with that aspect of it. I will understand if we were somewhere ranked between 15 and 25 just to start the season mm-hmm. until, you know, teams can see us. Because I still say we still have really solid players. We still have the best running back in the SEC in Tank Bisbee. We right. still have the best linebacker core with McLean and Owen Papo in the SEC. Oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? We still have yeah. solid SEC coaches on both sides of the ball with, with Bobo and with uh, Coach Mason. And then you bring in Coach Harson. He's won at Boise State. You know, he he knows how to win. So that was a little bit of a shocking factor that you can tell me that there's programs out there that are 25 better programs than Auburn right now. I just don't think so from that aspect. But if you're Auburn, what do you do? You just go out and prove them wrong. You go out and you, right. you work your butt off. You put your head down and you go after it. And you don't worry about the rankings right now because they don't mean anything until you get about midseason. And then once you get the midseason, yeah. so if you come out and you win the first two games and then you go beat Penn State and then you go beat LSU, okay, now things start to take form for you. But then people can say, okay, maybe this team is a lot better than what we thought. Maybe they're a little bit further than what we thought they would be from the receiving core. Maybe, you know, this defense is really playing good with the addition of, you know, we have Roger McCrary, then we have – Smoke Monday, and then you have Nimai Prickett, and then you have Jalen Simpson, and then you got their transfer, Drayshon Miller from from West Virginia. So mm-hmm. there's so much talent on the back end that maybe these guys get their hands on some balls, and this thing, you know, they're turning interceptions into touchdowns, at least putting the offense in scoring position. So this is an opportunity for Auburn to say, it may be good for us because the expectations are not so yeah. high. And it gives Coach Harson and his coaching room an opportunity to develop into what he wants them to be instead of being chasing, being a chaser where you're trying to chase right. down expectations that people have put on you that's not fair. And it has been the case in so many years past at Auburn that the years that we are so hyped up preseason mm-hmm. – we can't 
match those expectations. And then the opposite happens. The preseasons that we've been really overlooked and counted out are usually the ones that we rise to the occasion. So this, this sometimes does work to Auburn's benefit. I just think that more than anything, this is a reflection of the unknown associated with Auburn right now, not the fact that we're not going to be able to win ball games. So that's the silver lining here is just that there's so little that we know right now, and it may take a few weeks before we do know. But nonetheless, before we wrap this one up, I'm kind of curious from your perspective, What was there a season for you or um, just a, a year or a time in your career that you can remember heading into a season with a mentality that or just an approach that you felt really helped you during that season? Like, what, is there any you know, preseason, summer, fall camp that you can remember where you go, man, I was really dialed in. And I think it was because of X. Well, yes. You know, heading to our 2004 season, um, uh, we was really dialed in just because of the simple fact that we talked about it. That 2003 year, we was preseason number one for a lot of rankings. And, uh, you know, Bobby Petrino had left and took the head coaching job at Louisville. And we was trying to just run the offense by committee and it just didn't work you know it, it couldn't work yeah. because there was zero experience at that time in anyone calling plays ever and you can't beat the USC's of the world you know at that time and and without having any experience at that position when they was preseason ranked one or two in a lot of polls and um, mm -hmm. so for us we learned and because we had to fight ourselves out of a trench starting 0-2 and, and then winning like six games in a row and then having an opportunity to win the old Miss game and, you know, things happen and we end up losing that one. Then we have to close out the season. We beat Bama and Wisconsin in the bowl game and then you finish those two games and then you like, okay, what did we learn from that season that was supposed to have been so promising? Right. And, um, and everything. So we took everything, we honed in and we said, guys, a lot of it is check our egos at the door, make sure everyone's dialed in. No one's trying to get individual accolades. We're, we're, we're about accolades as we continue to win as a team. Let's build off mm -hmm. how we ended the season. That's why I always say how you end the season is so important. And let's build off of it. And let's just take this thing one day at a time. And everyone got to be on the same accord. And we learned that. Yeah. And we had a big, big senior class. Our senior class was really big. And we had a really good junior class with Travis Williams and, and those guys. So it, it blended really well. And our most talented team I've ever been on at Auburn was my sophomore year. And that's the crazy thing. Because mm -hmm. our sophomore year, we had talented on defense, offense, everywhere. And that year, we went nine and four. But let's face it, we lost two games because we kicked a low kick in Florida to win the game on the five-yard line and they end up hitting one of our players. We make that field goal. We win. The Georgia game is fourth and 15. Our DB falls down in the back of the end zone, and Michael Johnson catches the mm. ball, and that's how they win that game. If we win, and in the USC game, we dropped the touchdown pass on the crossing route that would have sealed the deal against USC that year out there. So we would have finished that year at least 12 and one and would have been in the BCS. And that's how, and oh, we missed man. the BCS that year by three plays, not even yep. other than three plays. So that year we'd have been 12 and one in the BCS. And then like I said, my junior year, if I think if we would have got an experienced offensive coordinator, we would have been another 10 to 11 team win that year because games we lost that year was off inexperience. 
And it shows you, yeah. at senior year, we go get Coach Borges, and we keep all our coaches. Cause they was really good coaches. We kept all our coaches and just added Coach Borges. And just that one piece added that experience mm-hmm. of being a play caller and knowing when to put plays in certain areas and how to dial it up. You got to be a magician. You can't just have anyone calling plays. Yeah. And that's what separates a lot of guys. And he knew how to dial them up, when to dial them up. And that year we finished off a 13-0 season, which I feel like we could have almost had our sophomore year. And we really could have had 11, mm-hmm. 10, 11-year team win our junior year. So we could have really broke a whole bunch of records in Auburn from my sophomore year through our senior year. Yeah. And because uh, a lot of those guys, we had about 20 to 30 some guys played in the NFL that was off, off wow. those teams. So it's yep. just that close, Taylor, between having really great seasons and really having a really good year, but having an excellent year. So it's not yeah. that far sometimes. And uh, and everyone always like to hear those stories when I tell them because they're like, dang, I didn't realize it was that close. I said, yeah, I, I said I 2002 know. was three plays from being a 12 and one football wow. team. So, you know, it just it, it's like that. And it's it's like that in the SEC. It's like that at Auburn. I mean, the margin for error is so small and you're right, like very minute things can make the difference in that spectacular season and that average season. And I think that, you know, in so many seasons past, Auburn has ended up with an average season and you can pinpoint a few plays in a couple games that just made the difference. So I'm really hopeful cautiously optimistic as I always am as an Auburn fan, uh, that they're going to be able to put this thing together and that, um, the unknown that we all feel like we're dealing with, we will be pleasantly surprised once they take the field, but that's going to do it for our brief little update episode this week. Next week, we'll kind of do a bit of a overall season preview one more time. Maybe Jason will have some updates for us from the scrimmage this week. And then the episode after that, y'all, it's game week, and we'll have an opponent to preview and uh, some real-time stuff to break down, which is crazy. So make sure you stick with us. Subscribe if you haven't already, and uh, you'll be able to follow along all season as we kind of break this one down. Game previews, game analysis, guests, the whole nine yards. So make sure you stick with us here on Believe in Everything Auburn. Thank you so much for listening and following along. We will be back next week, and until then, War Eagle. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.